Hello, fans of the Quality Assurance. Oh boy, welcome to part three of me and my red-eared sliders. So, if you've been listening to this uh, one, two, three part series, which is a, a pretty good run on what a turtle is, I mean, what a red-eared slider is, not a turtle, if you heard in part one, it's a terrapin. Um, how to tell your friends about you having one, getting one, wanting one, or how to correct your friends on why they're wrong about them into my whole journey that is ongoing with my lovely friends, uh, Dangerfield and George. So when we last left off, I was living uh, with them in New York City. They were getting a little bigger, and they were still still in the original tank they were in. They were no bigger, really, than, um, uh, uh, let's say, let's say a coaster. Even a coaster's sort of big. But they were about coaster size, which is about the size of red-eared sliders that you see, um, in, in, uh, conventional legal pet stores. As we went before, I did not get them legally. Um, so... But the thing that I skipped on the last episode, that I sort of, you know, kept as a through line, but I always like to tell people very straightforward these sort of answers. Um, because a lot of, you know, I get annoyed when you're looking for a pet and someone doesn't really give you the straight numbers. And when we did the, the, the plant, I told you the straight numbers. How much does it cost to keep a plant alive in water? So we're going to be doing that throughout all of this. Let's talk about money spent. Now, we're only going to do it for the, the red-eared sliders themselves. But you can do the equivalent. I got... In theory, I got my my tank for them. I bought it when I was little. In essence, my parents bought it for me many, many years before I, I got it. But we can still count it as saying I bought a used uh, tank about um, three feet long, uh, and then I got a used fl fluorescent light and a used heat lamp. I was still using at that time that when I was living with them in New York City the same heat lamp. Um, I had replaced the fluorescent bulb which was pretty expensive. Um, that was about a $30 cost to replace the fluorescent unit. Uh, a, a big enough one to cover the whole thing and then honestly another $10 to buy two UVA UVB bulbs which are pretty expensive. So that brings you at around 50 bucks for that. Now, when I first told you I was using, um, I had switched between a filter that I had homemade. Again, that was free cost to set this whole thing up. And then I had spent another, I think, yeah, another $30 for a small filter for when I was home. And then, of course, the big filter that covered them for years was closer to $70. So right now there, I've had them for four years and spending about a grand total, if we don't count the used stuff, which we're not going to because you can get used things. It's a great way to, you know, a big part of these of the exotic world is that people end up, the real abuse is in, throw, is, is in trash, in treating animals like trash, throwing away pets, throwing away tanks when people can use those things to take care of animals. Um, uh, so you can get used stuff. I, so we're, we're at around, what, 30 plus uh, food, plus uh, 70, plus 50. Um, that's about 150, so around around $200 for four years of taking care of these animals, in addition to electrical and water costs, which aren't extensive. Um, so 
we're around we're around there. Not only that for an but for an away setup as well. That's pretty good. To be honest, that probably is the other than veterinary visits. That is the true cost of buying a turtle. <laughs> you buy it illegally as well. Um, plus the cost of a turtle probably around really realistically fifty to seventy dollars. Um, that is about the cost of owning one turtle in a tank probably for the rest of its life is around $200. If you need to get a new tank, you really want a new tank, totally understandable in terms of sanitation, in terms of keeping something clean, you're probably looking at $500 to really take care of these one of these animals for their entire life, their setup. Not that bad. Uh, veterinary visits, very limited. They are very hardy animals. Uh, I would say vet visits, you're going to run in at around a lifetime cost of maybe, eno maybe another 500 So $1,000 for the lifetime of a pet is pretty good. And, you know, account for inflation, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, but here was a great thing I did was, as I mentioned in the, the, the episode before, when I lived in Boston, the turtles would live just on the ground. They were in a part, I didn't even have tables to put them on. And then when I was in New York City at finishing up school, um, they lived above my dresser drawer, which by the way, a lot of extra laundry in, uh... <laughs> oh, it's turtle maintenance time. Oh, all of my socks are covered in turtle juice water. I now have to clean because there was some sort of spill. So it wasn't a great setup. Uh, we had similar run-ins because it was the same table that my uh, uh, TV was on, a very small 24-inch uh, uh, TV. No, not even 24-inch, maybe 18-inch. It was a very small TV. Um, uh, we had similar run-ins with all of that. So when I finished school, I'm moving to uh, New Jersey to get some more space. Uh, in my in my own place, you know, my last year of school, I decided to move to Jersey to be able to do some art projects. You know, I needed affordable studio space, so I say to myself, you know, what I'm going to do for this apartment is, if I'm going to be doing art, if there's going to be things, you know, materials that you wouldn't want to get, maybe they're safe for everyone to, to, to all the breathing people in the in the environment and all the the skin people, but it's brooding in someone's water, you might not want that. I'm going to get a tank. So I went and I got a great deal. Um, you know, with pets, often you hear with people in their story of getting pets, you know, th this, you know, this is, um, it's an emotional thing. You see the animal, you want it, you love it, it's your best friend forever, and you get it. But the frugal consumer, as we have to put these things, because if we don't start saying these things as an economic cost, you're ignoring the main reason that people end up abusing animals, which is, you know, the, the nut job that abuses an animal is far and few between. Really, the reason people abuse animals almost across the board is because of money, because they need money. They want money. They don't have money. They are willing to do things cheaply for the pet. They're trying to care for the pet, but are getting frustrated by the lack of cost. So if you do not state all of these things in terms of cold, hard cash, you're ignoring the facts of owning these pets. So I have to say them in cold, hard cash. So I went out, and I was going to get this new thing. I waited till around Christmas. Because around Christmas, there are really, really phenomenal deals on pet stuff. Uh, it is a great time to buy pet stuff. Unlike other industries where sometimes Christmas is the big release and it's the most expensive time to get stuff, 
pet stores will, especially for exotics, if you can be there in the few months before Christmas. So I'd say I did this in around November, November, early December. And one of the good things about that is that pet stores uh, and most stores in general will try to clear out their inventory right before Christmas because not only do they want to have great deals, but they want new stuff. So I bought um, a, a unit that had been sitting around since last year, around November, late November, early December, of it is a, a beautiful tank. It has a cabinet that has like all the stuff underneath it and then a, um, a very large uh, a, a tank center. Um, I can even post some pictures if you follow me on Instagram. That's Mike Fallick on Instagram or Our Hero Comic on Twitter, which is probably where you find us. But I'll, I'll show you. It's um, it's about, I don't know what the dimensions, I knew at the time what the dimensions were because we had to figure out a way to get it to my place. <laughs> um, I'd say it's about five feet tall. Um, Maybe, no, probably a little taller than that. Maybe like five and a half feet tall. But half of that is, of course, the uh, cabinet it sits on. And then the tank is sort of uh, the same size as the cabinet. So, you know, we're talking three feet by four feet. A lot of swimming room. I wanted to give them swimming room. We get it. I actually had to rent one of those. Oh, sorry. Like I said, Kohler Fracks. That was around $200, which was a steal. It's about a $500 thing. I also had to... Uh, 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 at a huge discount, I replaced my fluorescent and heat lamps. The sad thing about people not getting heat lamps for, for uh, any reptile, which not only is it abuse, not only is it just stupid, it's like, why even get one, is that heat lamps are so cheap. I mean, the light that they use for them, you know, the, the, the unit itself is like, you want bare bones sort of electrical structure because these lamps are going to get to, you know, you want a lot of power going into them and, and they're going to use, they're going to use like a, like just pretty much the idea that a bulb is unfettered by uh, like a, you know, efficiency things that it's just going to glow brightly and that's where it's going to get its heat from. It's very primitive technology. Uh, the thing that they use to put the heat lamp in is this very cheap lighting unit that you see sometimes even on like f cheap film sets and things like that. Um, and that costs almost nothing. Sometimes bulbs can be uh, a little bit more expensive as compared to a light bulb though. Like not really that expensive. Really, even if you're getting top of the, I, if I went crazy, if someone said like, you know, here is a blank check, get the craziest setup you can think of for your turtle. I don't think I could spend more than $50 on a heat lamp thing. Like, and even that would be like having a nighttime one and having a, a, a different colors and a timer and a hood that it looks fancy. That's like a $50 unit. Really, in real, realistically, a heat lamp and a bulb is a $10 to $15 expenditure for anyone. So it's, it's sad when people don't do it, but I had replaced both of those. So we're talking about a $225 move so that they would both be comfortable. Now, what was happening at the time for these animals? They were growing. Their shells were starting to sort of smooth over. Um, and one of the other things that happens to red ear sliders as they get older is the males. The females get much bigger. They start to grow much bigger. And the males develop these beautiful claws. Um, George actually got his when I was living in New York City before this new tank. Um, but he, they would develop these beautiful long claws. And they're, they're, if you don't know about them, it's sort of hard to tell if you're just looking at pictures of stuff. But if you look at their claws, they get two or three times the size. And it happens 
in a week. And it's it's so it's like Wolverine. It's so well, I guess we shouldn't talk about fictional Wolverine on this show because it has nothing to do with real Wolverines. Um it isn't like Wolverines. They kind of look like Wolverine claws, but they are just, they just grow so long. It looks like magic. You think something's wrong with it? I actually thought something was wrong with him because I'd never heard about this claw thing. And they'll do this thing called fluttering when, as well, that they'll put their hands in front of their face, and they do this when they're trying to attract a mate, and they'll flutter their claws, and they'll shake their claws really fast, and it, 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 it looks like this uh, optical illusion with these these claws moving and and shaking very fast in front of their face, and it's very cool. So this is sort of foreboding to what's going to happen next. Uh, we move to uh, Jersey, set up this great tank. It's beautiful. It's a pain to move. It's a, it's a, we've got to lift it. We've got to carry it. We've got to get a truck. We, we, we're, we're setting it up to fill it is a task in itself. You know, we had to buy a bucket, uh, cost $7. Um, to, to, to actually move what, you know, we, this isn't a, it was an apartment, so I didn't have, like, access to a hose. I've never had access to a hose, by the way, is another thing we should talk about if this pod, if these episodes are about personal, um, uh, uh, experiences with turtles. I have never, ever had a, a hose. So if that's something you're thinking about when doing this, I have, it's always been hard. I've, I had, uh, I would clean out water containers, like that gallon water containers, and do it with that. I've never had a hose. I've always had to carry it, like some sort of TV show, Kung Fu Monk. <laughs> so <laughs> we fill it. We get them in there. I am very happy. The apartment at the time, by the way, almost exclusively has me and this really nice turtle tank. <laughs> so it's this very beautiful tank, and then, like, just me. Pretty much, like I hadn't even moved the bed yet. I I took care of the turtles first because you know, I've had some scary instances with them that we're, we'll go over next, because we'll we'll flash forward. So I have this nice big setup for them with a big filter. I'm actually reusing the filter from uh, when I was not living with them, so that made its appearance back. This big filter. I've had lots of scary run-ins with these pets. To say that I set up these tanks and that that's the end of it is such a myth. One day in the summer uh, at, my, at my New York City apartment, I set up the thing for me to go away. The filter's running. Um, I get a call from my roommate who goes, hey, like, something's up with the turtles. Like, I know you're not home. And I didn't really understand the text, uh, the call, the message. And I was like, oh, no, don't, like, don't worry. I'm coming back, like, in a, in a few days. And he's like, you might want to cut your vacation short. Like, something's happening. Well, as soon as I left... I was only gone for three days. The filter broke. <laughs> the tank got really gross for two factors. One, because the thing that broke the filter was a, a problem with the electrical outlet. Um, and at the time, I was using an automatic filter that plugged in, and so it reset the settings on the feeder, and the feeder was dumping in food every day, so between turtle waste and food waste, it was disgusting. And it was gross after only a few days. Um, that was a big scary run-in. There was a hurricane when I lived in New York City. And I had someone move my turtles. We, we, we got a car somehow and we moved the turtles. You know, they didn't have heat. So we moved them to a location with electricity. And they were in a very minimal tank setup. We 
poured stuff out. We, 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 we set it up so they could live there. They were on their floor. It was a very nice thing for this person to do. Um, lots of other instances when moving, when moving them is, you know, they're essentially I, I, I usually have to have someone let me like let them stay at their place for a few hours because I have to move the tank first and then have them somewhere where they have heat and, and, and water and, and, and then even the car ride if you move from a big city, you know, I will often put them in uh, you know, I will do them in a whole day and I'll, like, I will try to keep it a very minimal journey, but I, I've learned you can put them in sort of like a t-shirt to, to preserve their warmth, to artificially make them warm-blooded, but even then you have to check up on them, make sure they're warm, keep the car at the, at the right temperature. You can't be pumping the AC like you normally do when you, when you have a car. Um, they've gotten eye infections after the fact. Like, to say that and the filters break on a weekly basis, and it's still a cleaning thing. And just because you hear me saying, yeah, I'm going to dump $250 into the setup, doesn't mean that that's not also another 250 of your you know, life in labor, in fixing things and checking up on them and taking care of them. You know, I think tanked animals, we have this thing that it's because they're in a tank, like that's it. The tank is there for their safety. That is it. Their safety and to contain water. Other than that, it is the same and it's a hard thing to hear when you get a tank animal because I think that's the appeal for a lot of people. Every pet you can own is a daily, hourly thing. You need to be thinking about them hour to hour. And that's, that's just the way it is. And I know a lot of people think, well, having a pet isn't that hard. It isn't that hard. When you know what you're doing, it isn't that hard. It isn't, you aren't spending, I don't spend my whole day around here just monitoring animals. I mostly are not here. They mostly are fine. But that's through learning and making sure that they're set up. So, <laughs> back to setups. <laughs> I mentioned the clause. Now, part of the clause is a part of sexual maturity. Uh, sexual dimorphism. Uh, no, not dimorphism. That's when you just find out you're a boy or girl. Uh, what is it? Sexual maturity. Yeah, they were both reaching sexual maturity at around the same time. That's around uh, three or five years old. Uh, radio sliders reach that sexual maturity. The fluttering that I mentioned before with the claws is part of that. So we get them here. Everything is hunky-o-dory for a while. The filter's working great. Blah, 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 blah. So a couple things are going to happen with the filter because it's not as interesting. One, at one point the magnetic uh, spindle breaks and it makes a horrible noise and I end up getting another one for around the same $70 cost, so add that to the real cost of uh, a tank. Two, uh, I have several um, toys and things in there, uh, things to make the tank seem more interesting, more tank simulation. They outgrow them, get stuck in them frequently, They uh, one of them uh, turns out to have a hole in it and gets um, their waste and food waste stuck in it, and I have to spend a whole day refilling the tank because the toy was actually, the, the tank decoration was actually turned out to be hollow rather than a solid plastic casting, and uh, I had to, the water, the dirty water was getting pushed by the filter correctly, but before it could get caught by the, by the actual biomechanics, the carbon and the, the biofilters, um, it would get pushed into this, uh, tank piece and then it, all the filth was stuck inside the tank piece and I had to clean that. That's all the filter stuff that happens with them. Not so dramatic. Well, as we're talking about sexual maturity, I wake up one morning and 
Dangerfield, who's the girl, has this big mark behind her neck. I mean, a big mark. And I do not know what it is. And it looks fresh. And I, and I look at my, my little babies. I look at my, they're not my babies. I look at my friends every night. And I wake up and it's there. And I go, okay, so here's two, there's two possibilities going on here. Either one, this animal is going to die today. Either it has gotten so, like, I mean, honestly, the only reason that this gash would show up there is like, oh, it's, 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 it's had a, it's burst a blood vessel. It's something horrible. Some horrific thing has happened in its body. Or it's got, you know, anthrax or botulism, some crazy thing that could never happen. So I was like, oh, there's two possibilities right away. Either this animal's dying, which it was not dying. She was fine. She was up and about. She was moving. She was very active, as it were. Or one animal attacked the other. So we're talking about two animals that I mentioned in the earlier episodes. They're quite aggressive with each other. I mentioned in the earlier episodes that they have a sort of combat when they're mating, when they're trying to mate. I mentioned they have to hibernate to mate. So what I imagined is that George was trying to engage in mating, and either through the woman instincts, the female instincts, shouldn't say woman, right? Not a woman. It's not a woman turtle. <laughs> oh, now I'm imagining women turtles. Both. Like, like turtles turn into women, and women turn... I'm not enjoying woman turtle. Um, female, the fe either the instincts of the female to know that there is nowhere to put an, an egg or whatever, or that she just doesn't like him, or that, he, George, you are puny, and that you're not good enough for her, which I would say you're not good enough for her. She's, she's a darling. She's my best friend. She's, so you're not good enough, George. Uh, I think that he attacked her. I'm certain that he attacked her because the cut healed the same way that a cut does. It didn't heal the same way as a disease did. There was no pus. There was nothing like that. There was no other symptoms. He bit her. He bit her really, really hard. So I pretty much go, okay, I hope you two don't kill each other. I run, get in my car, go back to my childhood home. We're still there, by the way, and this is one of the things, the lessons, that if you own a reptile, you're going to be, the lesson is more evident to you, but the lesson to pet owners should be relevant there. Still there is the original tank that I had only replaced a few months ago. The same tank that I had had when I was a small boy and I had owned tortoises for the same time, for the first time. We need to, with red ear sliders, the lesson with reptiles and red ear sliders is this is not a hobby, this is a life. This is not something, this is not a, 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 sea, a sea dune or whatever it is. This is not a jet ski. This is not racquetball. You do not get this and then give it away. If you get a tank in your life, that can be something that can help your animals throughout the history of, of, of having animals. A tank is always a useful thing if you have animals. And I know you think, oh, well, now I'm going to have a dog. No, you don't know when, you don't know when you're going to need to either help someone with sympathy or have that sympathy. Do not just throw these things away. Bring them to organizations that can use them. Or realize or find the space. Find someone that you can ask to help store your tanks because you never know what kind of, kind of emergency is going to happen. And these things are shouldn't be seen as glass cases but should be seen as exactly what they are, which are the ability to keep an animal alive in them. 
for to keep them safe. And that's a very powerful tool. So do not see these little, these, these, you know, what are essentially four, four pieces, five pieces. Oh, man. Everyone with geometry is going to laugh at me. Sieves, five pieces. Five pieces of glass. Five pieces of material and a top. That is, an is a life-saving instrument to a reptile, to a pet, to a tank-dwelling animal. Any tank-dwelling animal. Any, any animal that can fit in it, it can be a life-saving instrument too. So don't, do not ignore the power of these little cubes. I run, I get it. I buy a $10 filter. Uh, a filter that I am very upset is not really sold anymore. It was a great filter for what I needed to do. Um, and George now lives in one tank and Dangerfield lives in another. The emotions behind that. Yeah, am I sad that I have this beautiful tank that looks good? You know, it's, it's not ornate. It doesn't take up a whole room, but it's, it's elegant. It's in one area. Am I upset now that, that I have to have it in, you know, let's talk about, you know, the cold side of it. Am I upset that there, because this is what, I know this sounds unemotional, what I'm about to say. And then maybe I should just say it and then analyze it. But this is a lot of times what affects people a lot. Am I upset that there are two tanks now in here? Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer to have to, 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 to separate them, that, that visually I had something set up and it happened. But as a good pet owner, and we're going to say owner in this case, but as a good, no, we're not going to say owner. We're going to say owner, a pet owner when I talk about the fact that, yeah, it stinks that there's two, there's two cubes in here. I wanted one. I wanted it in one area, and now it's in two areas. Okay. That stinks. My apartment doesn't look the way I want. As a friend to these animals, as someone who cares for them, that, that, you know, in animal husbandry, I care much more that I have two happy turtles instead of one dead one and one alive one, or two dead ones, which happens a lot of times with animals fighting. I am very happy that these animals, that these, some of my, the, the old, the people I've known, the, the, the creatures I've known, uh, the longest out of a lot of people. They, they're, they're not at the top of the list. They're not at the very, very top. But compared to a lot of people in my life, I've known these creatures more than them. And that means something. Um, and they're happy and healthy. And that's what's important to me. Do I have plans to reintroduce them? I don't know. You know, the tank that they're in, even with the fact that <laughs> Dangerfield is a big mama, uh, there's still enough room for both of them. Uh, would I reintroduce them? Maybe out of some desire to do that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would do. Uh, they're safe now, and so it's hard for me to say that I need to push them to go into a scenario in which they might not be safe. Um, but that's it. They'll, hear, they'll be with me ostensibly for the next 50 years. Uh, seven and eight, those are their ages, which now you can sort of know my age. <laughs> um, a gentleman never tells, and a lady never tells, and a gentleman never asks, but a lady never ladies. Had to make a joke about some stupid expression involving women because I accidentally called my turtle a woman before, and that's way more insulting. Sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. It's a female. It's a female turtle. It's not a woman turtle. Um, thank you so much for listening. This is, so I hope everyone enjoys this suite of things that sort of add a, a human and a realistic face to some of these pets. 
Hopefully you'll enjoy it. If you're an owner of a turtle person, reach out. Let me know what's going on. You know how to find us. Or do you know how to find us? Well, if you don't know how to find us, my name's Mike Fallick, and this has been For Quality Assurance, a small podcast about small pets. And thank you so much for listening. I've got to go. Oh,